Hello and welcome to another Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we are going to talk again about YouTube, more specifically about YouTube's response to the coronavirus in its blog post of yesterday afternoon, in which it basically told all content creators and everybody that makes stuff for YouTube that they're going to hand over the reins of evaluating the content put on their service to the robots, to the algorithm that otherwise takes things off the service, announces it is demonetized, and does various other things that we have talked about in this space in the past and with little to no transparency about why the decisions are being made. More specifically, YouTube has only recently stopped highlighting issues with saying the word or making videos about the topic of the coronavirus, the biggest news item in the world today, and one that affects virtually every aspect of everyone's lives around the globe. And it is in that context that we're going to take a look at what they have said about what the robots, what the algorithm is going to be doing, because quite frankly, until last week when they made a blog post saying coronavirus topics were to be allowed, the robots we're still demonetizing all coronavirus-related videos. And while that's not the biggest deal in the world in terms of it wasn't taken down, people can still go see it, the fact of the matter remains that the way YouTube works, it promotes videos, it makes them public, it gets caught by the algorithm and shared with folks only if certain criteria are met. In my experience, and I think other people can back me up on this, one of those criteria is, is this monetized? And that could be for any number of reasons. You could just say it's because YouTube wants to make money. But even as a proxy, it's because they think something that has passed the monetization filters is appropriate for most folks and has the best chance of being viewed and enjoyed by the most people. So the fact that the robots, the algorithm, have been striking all these coronavirus videos has had a very deleterious effect on the amount and content of coronavirus-related materials that you have been able to see on the platform, which in my opinion is a big problem because it is a big news story. It does affect all these things. I am not a medical health professional. I'm not about to make videos about what and how you should deal with coronavirus. But in my capacity as someone that talks about business and law, I am someone that wants to look at supply chains, wants to look at legal contract language, force majeure that might cover things like an epidemic or a pandemic, and how various contract parties are likely to deal with those things. That's a video series that I might wind up doing over this quarantine period. But a lot of folks, including myself, are essentially told not to do those kinds of videos because the robot picks them up. And so that's in the context of what we're talking about today, which is YouTube making these kinds of authoritarian decisions about what is and is not worthy of their video service. And now without even a review protocol, having those robots run the show and the problems that that's going to cause for the entirety of the service. So this was flagged for me in a tweet yesterday that I saw. It says, as COVID-19 evolves, we're doing our best to support those who watch, create, and make a living on YouTube. Many of us here and in our extended workforce are unable to work as usual. So we are reducing staffing in certain offices and causing some disruptions. Now, so far, so good, right? That is entirely understandable. 
Every office that I know of, every client that I have is taking steps to mitigate the spread of coronavirus and sometimes taking very drastic steps. Here in the state of Michigan, the governor has closed schools, has closed universities, has closed bars and restaurants, and essentially shut down huge, giant swaths of the state and public infrastructure. So this is serious. A lot of people are taking it seriously. I have absolutely no compunction about YouTube saying, hey, we're going to try to have work from home. We're going to try to have our people not available. That is going to result in some changes to the service. But we then get to the next tweet. With fewer people to review content, our automated systems will be stepping in to keep YouTube safe. More videos will be removed than normal during this time, including content that does not violate our community guidelines. Now, we're going to look at the whole blog that they did about this. And when we turn to that tab, you're going to see exactly how much I've highlighted it. And you will laugh. But right now, just based on this tweet, I think we have to step back and understand what they are saying. More videos will be removed than normal during this time. Okay. Including content that does not violate our community guidelines. Hey, we're YouTube. We know our robot has a lot of false positives, but we don't care. We're still going to activate it in its entirety and let the chips fall where they may. And I want folks to understand that that was not the only option available to YouTube, right? When you look at this and you say, we are going to have less people that are less productive and less available to review things. You have the option of saying, okay, we're going to turn the robots down or maybe even off and let the chips fall where they may and warn people that YouTube is going to be a little bit more the Wild West, but still encourage people to make content and not worry about what this mercurial black box robot sitting above them is going to do with their content that does in fact take a long time to produce. Or we could do what we chose to do, which is to say, okay, we're going to turn all the robots on and we know those robots are not going to follow what the requirements are in the community guidelines. So you are left with an amorphous, completely unknowable other that is going to judge your content based on things that we are not going to tell you what it was based on. Good luck to you. And the final sentence is the kicker. We know this will be hard for all of you. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Note what that isn't. That's not an apology. That's not really even a statement of sympathy. It's just a statement of acknowledgement. Hey, that robot's going to pick up a lot of false positives. Sorry about that. No, we're not going to tell you how it works. We're actually going to turn it up. And we know this will all be hard for you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, in fact, it will. And I think YouTube has made a significant error in judgment. I named this video robotically wrong because it is robotically wrong. There are other ways to handle this. And no, I am not saying put these people at risk. YouTube should not be putting these people at risk. YouTube should be doing what the rest of us are doing, looking at home isolation, looking at social distancing, doing what we need to do to fight the coronavirus. I have no problem with any of that, but that doesn't mean that the way they have chosen to do it is right. And I think it is going to have significant deleterious effect on the actual content produced on YouTube, which unfortunately will be at the time when it is most important, right? I did a video on this last week called Reflections on a Changing World, where I talked about the fact that we are built for this in some respects, that we have the capacity to have entertainment beamed to us, that we have the capacity for folks like me to sit in front of a microphone and communicate with however many people want to click on that thumbnail. And that's a great thing. But now is not the time to start dissuading folks from engaging in your platform because you're going to turn the robots all the way up to maximum and walk away. 
because people aren't going to be able to know what's right or what's wrong because I have already said this in other videos in virtual legality, but YouTube never tells you. YouTube just gives you a note that says, yeah, we reviewed it. It's still not uh, ad appropriate or we reviewed it and X is still wrong, but never actually saying what X is with specificity, just saying, yeah, you violated community guidelines. And you might think, well, what do you care about this, Rick? You run a business and law website or channel here. And I will tell you, if you haven't been in virtual legality before, that almost every single one of my videos gets hit with a demonetization. Now, that's not a removal, right? I'm not violating anybody's copyrights. I'm not doing anything like that. But it's a demonetization, which tells folks, which tells the algorithm not to promote it not to put it forth for more people because it isn't suitable for ads, it doesn't make YouTube money, etc., etc., etc. This video that I did yesterday about whether gaming could save lives, that Steam having such popularity, that Xbox Live going down, that the PlayStation Network going down, all of these things suggest that people are finding solace in video games and interactive entertainment. And that solace, at least on the margins, is going to keep people just that little bit more sane and really, honest to God, will save lives. Very positive video. Very much not any disinformation about coronavirus, which continues to be a serious item that is being handled by a lot of serious people and serious companies, and we can only follow and watch. I didn't say anything in terms of disinformation. I will tell you from the start that it was demonetized. It was deemed not ad suitable. I clicked a review button, and we wait to have it reviewed to prove that it is monetizable, that it is appropriate for ad services. And that's even after last week, YouTube announcing that coronavirus was not going to be a forbidden topic. If you go and you watch this video, you'll actually hear me say that coronavirus is no longer a forbidden word. But I was wrong. The robots saw it and said, hey, that's probably problematic. And so we are going to flag it. We're not going to promote it. And you have to click that review button. And what we're about to see is YouTube saying, well, that review button might not work anymore. We're very sorry about it being hard on all of you, but we got to keep our people safe. And if you are listening to this from YouTube, know that my argument is not that they shouldn't be keeping you safe. They absolutely should be keeping you safe. And if that means that there's a lower ability to review things, that's absolutely fine. But that doesn't mean you turn over the platform to the algorithm and the bots because that causes all of these problems. So now without further ado, let's take a look at what YouTube actually said in their long form creator blog yesterday protecting our extended workforce and the community. Today, as the unprecedented COVID-19 situation continues, Google outlined how it's reducing the need for people to come into its offices while ensuring that its products continue to operate for everyone. We are committed to keeping the YouTube community informed about our actions related to COVID-19 in a dedicated location in our help center. Here is our update from last week. Below is some more information about the reduction of in-office staffing as it relates to YouTube. We have teams at YouTube, as well as partner companies, that help us support and protect the YouTube community. From people who respond to user and creator questions, to reviewers who evaluate videos for possible policy violations. Fair enough, right? You've got a lot of people that work on what you do, just like a law firm has a lot of people that work on what it does, and we've moved to remote work from home positions. These teams and companies are staffed by thousands of people dedicated to helping users and creators. As the coronavirus response evolves, we are taking the steps needed to prioritize the well-being of our employees, our extended workforce, and the communities where they live, including reducing in-office staffing in certain sites. Again, this is the start of that tweet. 
We have no objection to any of this. Do what is necessary to keep your people safe, to keep your company running to the best that you can, but to also keep the communities in which they live safe as you are being told is necessary by various government and other authorities. Our community guidelines enforcement today is based on a combination of people and technology. Machine learning helps detect potentially harmful content and then sends it to human reviewers for assessment. So if you aren't familiar with what YouTube does, we at Virtual Legality will put up an episode. We will upload it. We'll start filling in the description information as it processes. And then if you go and you look at your video list, it will tell you whether it's a green light uh, and everything's fine, whether it's a yellow light, which can be for any number of reasons. Most usually here on my channel, it's for advertiser suitability. And that's give or take half or more of the videos that we put up. We never get a reason for why there might be an issue with advertiser suitability. I believe it falls under the umbrella in their advertising guidelines that says news items of a potentially controversial nature can be flagged. Now, I don't view what we talk about as usually particularly controversial, but reasonable minds can differ there. And I never get any more information anyway because I hit the review button and it comes back and it's almost always green. They change it and they say, yeah, this is fine. You're a lawyer. You're talking about law and business and we're sorry about the robot. Now, of course, the issue for me is if you move to only robots and everything gets demonetized at the front and nothing gets promoted, that sounds like it'll probably be an issue. And so that's one of the things that I think is a problem with YouTube's approach. But they continue. As a result of the new measures we are taking, we will temporarily start relying more on technology to help with some of the work normally done by reviewers. This means automated systems will start removing some content without human review so we can continue to act quickly to remove violative content and protect our ecosystem while we have workplace protections in place. Translating that, what they're saying is that they're not going to have people that are as productive as they ordinarily are within their office environment. They're not going to be available to do in-person reviews. And so whereas, especially with removal, apparently the system was that the robots would look at it and then flag it for a human to verify and then it would be removed. They are taking out that second step. They are essentially allowing the robots to flag something and have it be removed with only that step. Now, that hasn't been a problem for my channel, and you won't actually see demonetization and the other algorithms that work on those kinds of things discussed here because they are focused on the biggest use case, the biggest problem that people are likely to have, which is a robot going and finding a video that needs to be removed and nobody is there to review it. Nobody is there to tell the robot it is being stupid. There is no second set of eyes that is evaluating that thing. Now that will be, it would seem, equally true for those robots that are determining demonetization, determining the platform performance and what is shared with more people, but that isn't fundamentally as important, and I will agree with that notion, as the robots that are removing videos, that you maybe don't get a great message as to why something was removed except that it quote-unquote violated community guidelines and that you can appeal, but as we will see in this blog post, those people that would be reviewing it are the people that would be appealing it, that would be talking about your appeal, and they are going to have fewer and fewer of those that are even able to function on that basis, which as a functional matter means more and more people are going to avoid topics that they think YouTube might remove. And it's going to take a little while to see exactly what these robots do without human intervention. But as they do more and more things, people are going to become more and more skittish about doing anything that is remotely controversial, talking about any topics that are remotely an issue. And that's why I brought up coronavirus at the top of this video, because coronavirus as a topic 
was deemed verboten by YouTube early on. And I didn't even know that. That's a number of reasons why a couple of videos that we did on this channel were flagged. I said review and they said, nope, we looked at it. It still violates our advertiser guidelines. And I said, what? And they never gave me any additional information on that. It only came out later that the word coronavirus was deemed a problem, despite the fact that it was quickly becoming the news story of the day and of the year and maybe longer. So YouTube has not a great history in the immediately prior two weeks of being able to adjudge what should be banned and what shouldn't be banned, what should be suppressed and what shouldn't be suppressed. So that should give every content creator pause about the entirety of this post. As we do this, users and creators may see increased video removals, including some videos that may not violate policies. So let's break that down, right? We understand what they have said now is that the usual removal process is robot, then human verification, and then removal. They're taking out the human verification. And so it's clear now that they say there may be increased video removals, that there were at least a material amount of robot flags that were rejected by humans. That YouTube knows this, that they are trying to prep the ground for people to be aware that the robots have a lot of false positives, or at least a material number of false positives, that the humans were saying, okay, silly robot, don't remove that video. And those humans that said that are no longer going to be positioning those seats. So right now they are saying there will be more removals, including some videos that may not violate our policies, that will be wrong. Our current technology and infrastructure does not match up with what we have told you it will be in our policies, in our terms and conditions, and elsewhere. We're sorry about that, but we're just going to remove more and more until this thing blows over. We won't issue strikes on this content, of course, except in cases where we have high confidence that it is violative. Now let's break down that sentence, right? Who is we right there? Who is the we that has high confidence that it's violative? Is there a human being that's going to evaluate that? Because you just told us that human beings aren't a part of that process. So who are you talking about? We won't issue strikes on this content. That's good because it's only ever been viewed by a robot, except in cases where we have high confidence that it's violative. Do you mean the robot? Do you mean there's a version of the robot that not just removes something, but flags it and is very clearly and obviously a problem that is violative and you trust that robot to make that determination? Or are you actually reviewing it at a human level at some point in this process and you're just not doing it for every video? We've got a lot of ambiguity here and that sentence doesn't provide a lot of comfort for those of us that say, okay, you're going to remove a lot more videos You won't issue strikes unless you will. All right, YouTube, starting to get a little sketchy here. If creators think that their content was removed in error, they can appeal the decision and our teams will take a look. Oh, good. All right, that process is still in place. However, note that our workforce precautions will also result in delayed appeal reviews. All right, so you're not doing the initial review of the bot removal. You're not doing most of the appeal reviews. I guess it surprises me that a company like YouTube, at the head of technology, one of these five main tech companies that's really at the forefront of all of this thought leadership, doesn't have in place the ability to kind of remotely produce what it is doing at a higher level. That they need to issue a warning that if they go remote, if they go and try to save their people and do what is best for public health, that this is going to have such a deleterious effect on their main thing their main job, 
which is to make sure that their platform is as clean as they can make it, that they can sell it to advertisers, that there isn't crazy stuff on there. And that's the review process. That's the appeal process. That is kind of the human labor necessary to make the thing work. They say that's not going to be mostly functional in this new world order. And that's a surprise to me. And it's it's very much a surprise to say, not only are we not going to have the preliminary review, we're not going to be able to staff the secondary review. I would have presumed that at least one or the other of those could be properly staffed. But that appears to not be the case. And again, content creators look and say, uh-oh, this could be a significant problem going forward. We'll also be more cautious about what content gets promoted, including live streams. And there's where the rubber hits the road. We, again, right? More cautious about what content gets promoted. Now, that's a lot of algorithms. That's a lot of human beings putting things in trending and, and things of that nature. But what does it mean when they say they will be more cautious about what content gets promoted? Presumably using that kind of machine learning, using that algorithm, using that bot to determine those things. And will those robots look at something like a virtual legality and say, well, 50 some odd percent of your videos are initially marked as demonetized. That's not something that we should be promoting, even if you go and you win all these reviews. Or will it be something different? Will it be something that is a little bit more human-based and not robotic-based? We can't tell because that sentence doesn't say anything. The we is referring earlier to the robots, and the we may be referring to human uh, interaction here at YouTube, but we can't know. We don't know. And that presents another problem. In some cases, unreviewed content may not be available via search on the homepage or in recommendations. Now follow that, right? It doesn't appear that videos in that category have been removed because if a video is removed, the content creator is told it's pretty obvious that it has happened. It says in some cases unreviewed, presumably by humans now, that content may not be available via search on the homepage or in recommendations. What we might think of as a shadow ban that you can still see it. It's not getting the clicks that you thought it might get because YouTube won't show it in search, in recommendations, or on its homepage, presumably because topic X has been discussed. Hopefully that isn't coronavirus as of next week uh, or hopefully sooner, but whatever topic might pop up over the summer that YouTube deems to be inappropriate for its search, homepage, and recommendations. It will have a button that it can click that says, nah, we're not gonna remove it. We're not gonna flag it for the person. We're just not going to push it out to anything, right? I talk about the algorithms. I talk about promotion. I talk about those videos on my channel that get picked up and suggested by YouTube. And that's always a big difference. But there are still people that find those videos that even aren't suggested through search and through appearances on their homepage or maybe their subscriptions. And it's unclear whether those will be affected by something like this sentence. And so YouTube is saying, hey, we're going to rework a lot of stuff. We're going to depend on these robots. And if you haven't been reviewed by a person and you fall under some category that we can't name either now or in the future, we might not remove your video. We'll just shadow ban it. And the content creator, once again, for the fifth time, just reading this one blog post says, Ugh, okay, we're getting a little bit more sketchy as we proceed, but the blog post isn't over. All eligible creators will still be able to monetize videos, and this does not change the updates on monetization of coronavirus-related videos we shared last week, which YouTube expressly said would be permitted, and which it nevertheless flagged yesterday as violative of ad suitability. 
The robots can't be trusted, YouTube. Even for what you want to do, you still have to evaluate it from the perspective of a content creator and say, those robots are still picking up stuff that you said is fine. And if you remove that review process, I don't even know what winds up happening with what gets promoted at YouTube and what doesn't. And we are going to all be living in a circumstance for the next foreseeable future that says YouTube, Netflix, video games, all this other stuff is important to keeping our sanity. And unfortunately, YouTube has made choices, gone in a direction as of now that makes everything more problematic for the content creator, just hoping to put educational stuff up, just hoping to put entertaining stuff up, just hoping to talk with their audience and otherwise be a part of society in a new world where that isn't as easy as it was even a week ago. And we'll continue to enforce our policies regarding coronavirus content, including removing videos that discourage people from seeking medical treatment or claim harmful substances have health benefits. Now, that's the problem with the robot, right? The robot isn't so very able to tell the difference between Rick talking about coronavirus and games and helping keep people sane and coronavirus not being dangerous and, oh, eat all this salt, Peter, and you'll be better in no time. The robot has difficulty giving context to words, and that's always and forever going to be a problem, especially when you don't have a human looking over its shoulder. The situation with coronavirus continues to change day by day, and we'll continue to take the steps needed to protect our teams and the communities where they live. This may affect additional types of YouTube user and creator support and reviews, such as applications for the YouTube Partner Program or responses on social media. To stay up to date on any changes in our services and our broader response to the coronavirus, continue to check the Help Center. We recognize this may be a disruption for users and creators, I should say, but know that this is the right thing to do for the people who work to keep YouTube safe and for the broader community. Understand what they are doing there. They aren't apologizing. They aren't even really expressing sympathy. They are expressing acknowledgement. And what they are implicitly stating is that this is the only choice that they had. And it was most certainly not. They had other choices other than just handing over the platform to the robot. They had the choice to say the robot is weaker. And if and only if it hits maybe those flags that are kind of elided to with respect to those that will get content strikes, that those will be the removals. And to otherwise warn the user base that people are not going to be as available to review things. And so you might see more wild and woolly stuff on YouTube and you should essentially have caution with using the platform and the service going forward. They elected to not make that choice. And much like the choices that they made with respect to COPPA and the FTC, they have instead given all the ambiguity, all the potential for heartache and for heartburn to the content creators who unfortunately don't have any capacity to control the algorithm, can't possibly know what topic is forbidden today or what will be forbidden tomorrow, and have their livelihood entirely dependent now, not only on YouTube's mercurial reviewers, who in and of themselves don't often give you context for why something might be held to be advertiser unfriendly or removed from their service, but now just an amorphous bit of software code somewhere that says it should be removed, that says it should be shadow banned, or maybe, just maybe, given a copyright strike. And we see in various other articles that have discussed this over the past 24 hours since YouTube announced it, I've pulled up a TechCrunch article, a lot of these thoughts mirrored and expressed 
in various places of these of these folks that touch on YouTube. It says, today's news, however, may put a damper on the creator community's interest in making videos about the COVID-19 pandemic in the hope of gaining more views for their channel. Creators will likely worry about their videos being suppressed by YouTube's algorithms or even mistakenly removed, and videos may be stuck in a lengthier, lengthier than usual appeals process given the reduced staffing. YouTube additionally warned other areas of its business could be affected going forward, including creator support and reviews, applications for its partner program, and responses on social media. Creators will take into account what YouTube has said yesterday. And what YouTube has said yesterday is that our robots will be running the show, that you won't know what is forbidden until it happens to you, and that we won't be able to control that situation. And instead of saying, hey, we're sorry about that, Instead of saying we're empathetic with that, we understand that this will be a problem for creators. They just said we acknowledge that it'll be hard. And unfortunately, that's the way YouTube operates. That's the way I have found them to operate since we started this channel essentially 15 months ago. And it continues to be the way they operate, which is eliding the issue, being ambiguous in the response and how it will be handled, and otherwise saying good luck content creators, you're on your own. They could have done it better. They chose not to. It was not the only way it could have been done. And so content creators are left holding the bill. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoyed this video, please like, please subscribe, please share it with anybody that might be interested, including most specifically other YouTube content creators that maybe aren't understanding what was flagged in a big blue banner on their dashboard this morning or what was covered in the blog post yesterday. Direct them to this video. I do think there's a lot to go over there and there's a lot to be concerned about. And as we have seen from YouTube, they understand that they make mistakes on occasion. And I do think it is worthwhile for YouTube content creators, for other people that are just interested in YouTube videos in general, to go and say, YouTube, you got to do a better job than this. If everybody is going to be reliant entirely on the robot, it needs to be clearer. It needs to be more transparent. It needs to be more obvious what the penalties are and when they can be applied, what a shadow ban is, how that might be applied to what your content is. There needs to be better communication than just that six paragraph blog post from yesterday. And maybe, just maybe, if enough people go and say, YouTube, you're doing this wrong, we entirely understand about keeping your people safe, but this ecosystem, this platform that you have built is actually important and it's important to a lot of people's lives, not just the content creators, but also the people that follow content creators that enjoy the content put forth on YouTube, that there can scarcely be a more important time for the YouTubes of the world to be functional, fast, and useful for their user base, that if we get those messages to YouTube, that maybe just maybe YouTube might wind up listening. If you caught this video on YouTube, thank you so much for checking it out. I very much appreciate it. And if you instead listen to it in its podcast form, I also appreciate you listening to it there. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.